0: Welcome to the Iron Table. I'm your host, Bryant Goddai, and I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Keith Jones. As iron sharpens iron, so should men sharpen men. So come on, pull up a chair, sit for a while, for truth is always on the menu. All right. Well, welcome to the Iron Table or Iron Sharpens Iron. So this men sharpen men. Um today uh is going to be an interesting um discussion. Uh but before we get into it, you know, I got to definitely introduce my co-host uh Mr. Mr. Jones. He has a first name. Um, every day. Every day. What is your first name?
1: Every day? Jones. Okay. No. Keith Jones. Jones man he knows me. Keep those in the right. building.
0: No, yeah, not my building. His own building. We're doing this <laughs> remotely, but we got an extra special guest here—a a brother from another mother. A, you know, a guy that um, we we go back, I guess, back to the '80s, right? He's yeah. nodding. Yeah, okay. Now he's speaking. That's good.
2: D. Williams, uh, Super Bowl MVP for the Washington Redskins. <laughs> Going
1: to the
2: Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, we going to Disney. Disney World. Going to Disney World.
0: Yes, it is that D. Williams. <laughs> uh, that D. Williams. Um, he was racist enough to uh, to join us today. And um, today, before I get into the topic, I, I wanted to ask these uh, two gentlemen um, this question that just popped in my mind. Um, given that the two of you are divorces, when you think about your wedding party, um, who is the one person in your wedding party that you, uh, I mean, that you really didn't want to be there, but you acquiesced because of your, um, your wife's uh, insistence that they'd be a part of?
2: I don't really have an answer to that. Personally, there was nobody that, I was like, uh, yeah, no, they can't be in the wedding party that I remember.
0: Now, you had a pretty big wedding party. Big I
2: big wedding. We both, did. We both yeah. did.
0: And you can't go down a list of, I mean, I'm pretty sure to be a one of the bridesmaids unless you had a, a reluctant groomsman that you didn't want to be a part of it. But, you know, you can't think of anyone um, that you were like, uh, OK, I might have to give you this one. Um, or was there anyone that you had to defend in your own party? their inclusion
2: No, I think that um that there was no one that I had to defend that was actually in the wedding. I think just discussions on who was gonna be in the wedding was but i mean we we were in pretty much agreement. Um, it was such a large party because it was like, okay, who do we, all right, everyone, everyone come.
0: <laughs> I Y'all didn't this. have a cutoff? <laughs>
2: My wedding party was over
1: 30 people. Yeah. In it, 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 similar fashion, well, when you asked me, you the question was a little shorter. You said, who in the bridal party did you not have to have there? And I said, the bride.
2: <laughs> so...
1: Sorry,
0: that makes is, me laugh. That is just wrong.
1: <laughs> oh. yeah, give
0: it you to, to give the honest answer. Guys.
1: Well, that's how you that's how you phrased the question. You said in your party, thinking back to the wedding, who did you not have to have there? And thinking back now, it would have been listen, we still could have had a great party.
2: <laughs> but <laughs> No, talk. We we all have a mutual friend that had something like that happen. That's in- true. Where and- um they they got to the wedding and one party was just like they didn't show up and they continued to celebrate and um, that as they should have a lot of composure and um, later down the line. You know, the the blessing they weren't even looking for or didn't expect that was exceedingly abundant. The more more than they could ask or think came. Um, and the way they handled that situation, I think has a lot to do with how they were able to be set up divinely.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, that's an awesome story. I mean, it was what it made it made the story made some magazine. It was it was a I
2: think it was uh Ebony or Essence.
1: Ebony. Of One of them ebony or I think it was Essence. No, yeah, no, Ebony I, or I don't Essence, remind but,
0: me who this is, because I'm I'm drawing a blank. Offline, you know. Gwen Marie, like... yeah, I was gonna say Gwen Marie. Oh. oh, okay. Now I remember that. Yeah, all right. So, but yeah, um, but like
1: much like Danny, my party was so big with the opposite. I'm outside recruiting people. Like, hey, what size tux you wear? Yeah, trying to get in this. What you doing on what, you... what you doing? What you what you doing on day? Sunday? You at yeah, Sunday three o'clock? You what you doing? Yeah, I know. I just met you, but you you <laughs> can you fit this tux though.
0: Well, I think it was. I mean, then you didn't want to alienate anyone out. You know, you no, had a circle, no, and you was like, "Oh, I, so you just needed people." You, you
1: I needed just needed people.
0: Lot. I mean, w- w- then was I was I your your fifth round draft pick? I mean, no, I
1: have. I, I had the people that I had the people that I wanted in family and friends, but because she kept coming with numbers, the expectation was that I match or that I find people to go with these numbers, and it got to the point I. Ain't, Who's who's available?
0: Wow, who's <laughs> free? Okay. I'm just glad I wasn't, you know, uh, uh, getting a call out from the from the undercard or what is it, the the NBDL, you know, the the, the minor leagues. I mean, for no. me, it was. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, we had a small party, I think four on each side, um, and that was we did a destination, and so I I just thought about just the financial implications, and at that point, I mean everyone who was going to rock with me was going to, I needed more support after um, and not just during that day. Uh, so I I was able to keep it small because y'all would have had to pay y'all way to get out there anyway. It was, so it was, I think, depending on how long you stayed, I told people, I just need you for 15 to 45 minutes. The rest of the time, <laughs> consider it a vacation. Just enjoy yourselves uh, out in the Dominican. But yeah, if I, if, now look at my party, I was cool with everyone there. Um I didn't have I had one groomsman who was uh, a very close friend of Misi, and I mean he was cool. I was I was glad he was a part of it, brought jokes. Um I send a random message to him even today just to check on him. Um so but yeah, y'all y'all definitely had some some large parties. You know, just
1: wow. ask me ask me the statistic on parties. <laughs> What's this you asked? I'm gonna just tell you. (laughs) These, no, on real talk. Those who have these big elaborate weddings don't fare well. People who go to the justice of the peace actually have better marriages than a lot of people who have the elaborate weddings. So there's something that we there's something to say
0: for that. Is it the Is it the like just paying off wedding debt? Like I don't we. We didn't have wedding debt because I most didn't have wedding blues. debt
1: either. I don't think it's I don't always I don't it's a lot of factors, but I, I think wedding debt is I personally think wedding debt is stupid. There's no reason you should go into debt before like <laughs> you're coming into something that you already stacking if you're stacking up wedding debt already prior to coming in, you 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 said in this He's sacking the deck against you. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, but I think it's practicality. In my opinion, I think it's practicality. I think a lot of people who have a wedding that is within their means, they have a wedding. You could still have a quote unquote dream wedding or, you know, a, a nice wedding that isn't. Again, you you said you look at the destination, you know, the whole destination, a few people and you you sit here with no regrets. And you're staying you're still married ten years later, so it's it, it it's it's one of those things where you don't you're not sitting back like, oh man, I wish and then even if you did, I think um for those who don't do the elaborate wedding again they they save in cost um
0: yeah, so put it towards a the house
1: they put it towards a the house, they put it towards a car. What do couples that often get divorced argue about finances, bad decisions with money um there's a there's a time and place now sometimes there is a time where you will, you know, splurge and do certain things as a couple but you, you a wedding is one day.
2: Yeah. So going I was writing about um maybe about two weeks ago is how much planning we put into this one day.
1: One day. One day.
2: How little planning you do into everything that happens after that, the lifetime that's supposed to be, you know, there's almost no planning. It's just like you you expect to just march off into the sunset and live happily ever after. And happily ever after is the biggest lie ever told, you know, because after you have that wedding, then what? You know, what's more important, getting married or staying married? You know, and people put so much emphasis into the actual ceremony and all of it being just perfect. And there was a couple who recently I was actually looking on um, uh, social media today about a couple who had a five hundred dollar wedding. You know, five hundred. Now they were family family members who were gifting stuff to them. You know, they, they chose a free destination on the side of the mountain top. You know, off the freeway, they're out in California. Um,
0: you said they just pulled over the side of the road and just got out?
2: It was really nice. It was really nice. I mean, I can send you the posts on IG. Um, but you know, good couple. They were on several media outlets. Five hundred dollar wedding. You know, um, and they they weren't. There wasn't a budget. But there was an intentional focus on, OK, we're, we're not going to go into debt. We're not going to dig a hole, you know, um, where we're trying to have a foundation. We're going to um, focus on what happens after this. And it's going to be nice. It was a nice wedding. It was beautiful. When you look at it, you're like, no, the 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 guests, they pay for their own meal, you know, um, that's right. And they were okay with that because they understood the um, they understood the assignment, you know. And um, everyone that was there uh, was supportive of what it was this couple was trying to do. It's we had to stop looking at um, the weddings as these fairy tale, you know, because like Keith said, the, the statistics, the bigger, the more elaborate. I mean look at Kim Kardashian. I'm not trying to cause, you know, any
1: shade, but you could go through all of Hollywood I mean, right now. Yeah.
2: But no, the reason I say Kim Kardashian is because mm-hmm. I have a screenshot of the people magazine cover. Wedding of the year. <laughs> Ain't even last eighty days. How do you mm. be the wedding of the year and you don't even last a year. Like
0: Oh, is that when she was with that basketball player? Yes. Oh, yeah. And, and this
2: that. is common. This is regular. This is ordinary. You know, people put in tens of thousands of dollars to get married and then tens of thousands of dollars to undo that. And it's just <laughs> like what?
0: In the- <laughs> so in, in y'all's marriage, how involved were you in the de- decision making? Is it like, you know, hey, whatever you want, I just want you to be happy. Was it, you know, this we're not doing this, but we're doing this. Um, were you picking out colors? Were you saying, all right, I like this venue? Like, how involved were you in um, the decision-making?
1: I'll say half and half. Like, to some degree, yes. I mean, I learned some new colors. I learned what Celadon and Periwinkle were, because i uh, learning about these colors, because I'm, I'm thinking green and blue, but no, it's not green and blue. <laughs> Celadon and Periwinkle. So, <laughs> so I, I learned a lot, but Uh, I think our societal norm says that's their day since they were four years old, four years old, they were planning their day and what they wanted on their day. So when a lot of men come in, you know, being, you know, sometimes when I work with couples and I have, uh, husbands to be trying to, and I won't even say impose, trying to suggest or recommend, make recommendations it doesn't, sometimes it doesn't fit the narrative of their day. So it doesn't, it gets vetoed. Uh, so, uh, some husbands do get to that, or husbands to be, or fiancés do get to the point where they just say, whatever, just, just plan. But like you said, everybody's budget doesn't say that. So sometimes there are people that that have to rank that we, you got to rein them in, you got to pull them in and say, you can get flowers, but we not doing $400 a bouquet. We're, you know, we can, we can bring that down to 50, like, with, and so some people get mad at that. Some people get called cheap and other names and, and and some men get upset with that. They do. Uh, but the reality is, is kind of what Danny just mentioned, having to balance for the rest of your life. you got to be able to have certain conversations and if certain things don't work, they don't work.
0: So how um, do you have that conversation? I mean, because you're talking about you have uh, we're, we're years behind in the game. They, they've already thought this out that. They know every detail except for the person that was going to be on the, the, what the person looks like on the opposite end of them. You're just coming in. You've made that a reality by asking that question by or saying yes. How do you have a conversation to say, hey, my needs are important, too? Um, and that this is just as important. I, now, the same for me, because I was fine with everything. I, I was fine with just standing there. I was like, hey, you know, I'm. I'm about the day after and going forward past then. If this is the one moment where, you know, whatever, not whatever, but what she has envisioned, she's picked out. Cool. You know, I'm a rock with it because, you know, I just want to see the smile at the end and
1: you with somebody who cannot listen to what your needs are. You're not ready to be married. Come
2: on. Say that. Say it. Say it for the people in the back.
1: So if it, if if you with somebody and you can't have a conversation about your needs and her needs or their needs, you're not ready to be married. But you can have a conversation, I guess. You said, happy. how do you, you said, how do you have it? If you don't feel like you can just open, if you feel like, if you don't feel like you're with a person, you can openly go to and say, hey, I, I know this is your day. I'm mean, you, This is your vision. However, but, you know.
0: Now you can say that, but I'm saying, but what is there's a difference between saying it, having that conversation, and it turning into an actionable item that you can see.
2: Well, I think it's, it's important to recognize that 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 when you're talking about something like a marriage, you've got several entities. You've got one entity over here, you got another entity over there, and then you have the entity that you're creating, the new entity. And so, um, recognizing that. All right. Um, One of the things that I do for people to prep people being married is they have to literally write out what their ideal wedding is. Each one of them does that. And then the next assignment is take my wedding, my wedding. And now you mesh it and make our wedding. So you sit down and you figure it out Um, because everything that you want, you're not going to get, you know, um, your your home. You know, your grandmother's church, you know, might be where you always wanted to be married, but, you know, maybe you don't live or the majority of your your relatives and family members aren't in proximity to that. You know, there has to be when you come together for a romantic relationship that's intended to last a lifetime, you know, that there is a degree of compromise that is necessary. And if you don't have that walking in the door, you're dead on arrival. You've got to be able to have the ability to have the, those tough conversations, to make compromising um, decisions, and um, to be able to operate according to a plan. If you're not planning to fail, if you don't have a plan, you're planning to fail. you got to be able to stick to a plan. And what a budget is, is a plan for your money. So what's the budget? So when it comes to planning a wedding, regardless of how elaborate or not, What's the budget? What do you have to work with? And then for me as a man, I can care less. I, I'm not going to wear a purple tux. I'm going to wear what I want to wear.
1: But know, he's he's yeah. going to wear crushed velvet purple tux.
2: No, I you
0: Go know like with
2: a Me and on my man. That, that's my big deal. But the other, the, the only other thing that matters to me are we in budget, and that's so it. then
0: that's okay. So what if the dream and the budget don't mesh? how do you have that conversation
2: we got this amount you want all of this but we have this amount so whatever's most important that can fit this amount i support you
1: 110% so prioritize
2: yes but what we what what what's the never we what we not going to do
1: what's the never we going to do
2: we're not going to go into $40,000 worth of debt over one day, especially if we don't have an overabundance of, of, uh, of, uh, of assets, income generating assets, to be able to substantiate that level of, um, of prestige, of, of, of high Like, Yeah. No, we're not doing that. I'm not doing that. Somebody else, maybe it'll work for them. But you can't put all of your eggs into that one day um, because the, after that day, you got to live. And that's where the real, that's where the rubber meets the road, where, where it gets real. What happens after the day? Anybody can get Show me somebody who has a healthy relationship, you know, and is able to stay in a thriving relationship.
0: Yeah, it definitely takes compromise and communication and um, planning. You know, I'm hearing mm-hmm. planning. But OK, you know, let's... We, we We touched on you know you know the marriage the the wedding, but uh with the two of you being divorcees and you know getting back into that field, what is it what is dating like after divorce
2: scary <laughs> no,
0: no, why is it scary
2: <laughs> well no, no no, I'll tell you I'll tell you. Tell Right. Um, when when you get married, you most people don't plan on being divorced, but half the people who play the game of marriage fail, you know, um, they, they the, the marriage doesn't last. Now, um, the the scary part usually is you had such high ideals going in the first time and you can't help but be a little jaded. As you're coming back and looking into the realm of, of starting another relationship when the one that you put all of your eggs in, you know, that you you gave it all you got, didn't work the way you planned. And so you're, you're going to kind of look side-eye at, at just about everything that comes your way, no matter how no good it is, no matter how different it is. You're going to be giving it the side-eye because, yeah, uh-huh, I remember mm-hmm. it was all good last one, too. And now,
1: you know, so so no, you, you, no, means- you go out. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go
2: ahead.
1: No, I was go- I was just agreeing. You you sometimes you go out and you you waiting for the bottom to fall out because yes. because uh, like you said I, I know what this I know it's gonna happen here. <laughs> I've seen this movie. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, it's I'm post-traumatic stress. You know, like if if I got bit by a dog. You know when, when I was a kid. I know in my brain that not every dog is going to bite me, but I cannot disassociate dogs with pain. And so uh, when it comes to that romantic relationship, people who have been traumatized in whatever way, you know, but because I don't think that you can be divorced and not have some kind of trauma. You know, that's my personal opinion.
0: So men have trauma, too. Yes. Yes. Yeah, okay, so we don't talk about that, you know. I, that,
2: that's my humble opinion. I don't know, Keith. You 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 agree? Disagree?
0: No, absolutely. I
1: mean, divorce is a. Tr- Again, I, I I emphasize how divorce is is very similar to death. Um, yeah. Not similar. There's there there's there's a death of relationship. There's a death of identity. There's so much that changes going through that process. So, um, a lot of we don't often see. A lot of men vocalize that. And then again, in our culture, a lot of us go to a Judeo-Christian church where you don't talk about divorce. Um, we, we And then it's, it's, a you know, it's it's shunned. It's bad. Like you, you're not supposed to, you know, that's that's not a good thing. So it's you're a
2: weak Christian.
1: You're a weak Christian. It's like like going having a mental a mental illness. You, you lack faith. Well, no, sometimes people get sick and they need help. But it's not that they lack, it's not that they're a weak Christian, but going through a divorce because you, you couldn't pray it back together. You couldn't, you, you know, you couldn't you couldn't lay hands on it and fix it. So you're broken. And that's why your marriage is broken. So that's not the case. Um, but so a lot of guys just kind of ride off into the sunset and, and just disappear altogether. And they they marry these thoughts in their heads and and they start to really, truly believe that about themselves
0: and they suffer in silence. Mm-hmm. So. So is there anything like positive, you know, if you could say one positive thing from divorce, Like did you learn something about yourself? Did was it, you know. Like there there has to be something positive, it, even from a, a Christian standpoint, you know, nothing comes across us that um we're not not able to bear. There's always uh you know, whatever is not everything that is for us is meant to be good, but you know, God is there with us. I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to think of how, how What doesn't dead.
2: kill you, it makes you stronger. And and Marvin Sapp put it this way: you know, I'm stronger. <laughs> I'm wiser, I'm better,
1: much so much better.
2: Yeah, oh. there, there, there are no, there's so many things I've learned and am learning. <laughs> yeah. Still, yes.
0: Still, so what would you tell someone who just got, you know, who's recently divorced, um, and is thinking about putting themselves back out there? You know, is there,
2: that's what I would tell them but how long it it varies. You know what I equate it to? I equate it to, um, so we all went to Pine Forge together, which is a boarding high school for any listeners who are there. And so you, 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 you bond in ways that most people will never understand. So there, there was some of the bonding that took place, um, <laughs> was in stalls in the restroom. So, you know, you, you would go in, and it's it's a sacred
0: space. Now this this is a co-ed school. I want to make sure I say that. This, this is, is a co-ed, co-ed school. school. <laughs>
2: yes. And so, but there's sacred space in, in the restrooms. Now, one of the things that we know is that some people, they got to go, and they got to let it marinate. You know, they, they, they get comfortable. They take the magazines. Uh, you know, <laughs> they oh, <okay>. gonna <laughs> be there for a while. And other people, they go in, they take care of business, and they're out in less than a minute. You know, it's different for everybody. There's no one formula that says, oh, you'll be ready after this. I think the key is how long it takes you to process all of the bad that's happened, all of the losses, naming all of the emotions, going through the stages of grief. You can't really hmm, put one fixed Yeah, that's, that's like
1: saying, because uh, everybody's bodies, our physical bodies don't heal the same, and mental doesn't heal the same, so we... is I could get stabbed in, in the in the abdomen. We both could get stabbed in the abdomen by next week. I could be healed, ready to get up, go back to work. You might still need an extra week or two. Mm-hmm. It, that's how this process is. You you have literally been gutted, mm-hmm. and. And it is gonna take you a little time to pull yourself together and you will know. And some people are still wounded out there trying to date. I wouldn't like Danny said, wouldn't wouldn't recommend it. It's terrible. Um because when you when you when you're wounded and you out there you bleeding all over everybody. You 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 contaminating everybody. So And you're um,
2: impacting brokenness
1: and you are oh. attracting brokenness oh. and and then what happens is this is where like i often
0: talk coming. like oh he broke yes. i'm going to try to so fix
1: so what happens is there's a lot of people out there who want to be fixers and the relationship is only good while the, this is what i tell a lot of uh, the women that didn't understand i i found him i cleaned him up i got him back on his feet and then he left me well that was because you found a guy who was broken
0: and really the he Probably didn't know himself. Didn't love himself. Didn't. He was a shell of himself.
1: Yes, he was a shell. Of, he, he. You. You found a guy who was a shell of himself. So as soon as he healed, the 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 foundation of the relationship was gone because the the foundation of the relationship was about you healing him, yeah. Not you forming a oh, relationship. Okay.
0: So yeah. from her, the foundation was because I'm about to say it makes it sound like he used her to get better. Now he's is, better. He doesn't it, need her. It, it, it is,
1: and it's not oh. intentional. But he's not himself. He's not. If if he was, I've seen relationships where if he was his normal self, not going through any of this, he probably would not have entertained this particular type of female, but she came and she helped him get together, get himself together. And when he got himself together, he moved on and she was hurt because she thought they were building something and it didn't work out. But, um, but I'll say, I mean, you asked what it's like. I'll say when, when I initially got into the whole marriage situation, it was two decades ago. So a lot has changed like apps, like uh, expectations. Um, there's so much that has changed. Uh, uh, like just how much uh, you're expected to be available because we have the, we're the digital with, we are the digital age. So when people send you a message, you're supposed to just be there or like, it's just, it's just so, it's just weird. So this whole, <laughs> but <laughs> People's mindsets are different. What people are looking for are different. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's been a learning process for myself and kind of learning the world around me. Um, so it's, it's, it's almost like when you,
2: if you, um, I've, I've never been to, to prison before, but um,
0: <laughs> thank God. But,
2: but the, for those who have actually gone behind bars um, for uh, a crime that they were accused of, they, they go in, and they they remember the world as it was. Yeah. yeah. And and when they get out, I don't know if you remember the old movie, I'm Going to Get You Sucker. You know, <laughs> we had, uh, was it Fly? Uh, Superfly. Superfly. Yeah. He came out with his platforms, with the goldfish. Goldfish. The palm, his butterfly oh, collar. Hey. His,
1: his belt cane, collar. his hat.
2: Yeah, he his, had cape. his pimp hat, the cape. And he was thinking that the world was what it was when he, when he got locked up. And he quickly found out.
1: <laughs> yeah, and and they laugh. were laughing at him.
2: <laughs> yeah. And so that that's really what the dating world has. Um, you know, it's 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 morphed into something different. It's not what we we mm-hmm. knew. It's a completely different world. It's like the Jetsons, you know. So now we're we're looking Flintstones
1: at, to the Jetsons.
2: <laughs> yeah, Flintstones to the Jetsons. That's that's very accurate. So
0: how does a how does a uh for from a male's perspective, how do you know when you're ready to go back out there Um from like, are, are there key measures or key like steps that you got to take in order to be ready? And then do you listen to the counsel of your friends or are you like, you know what? Nah, I'm, I'm not ready to hear that. Like, how do you know what what? again, what steps or measures do you have to achieve before you're like, okay, now you should go out. Now you should get back into the dating field.
2: So for me, one of the things that I wanted to make sure I wasn't doing is is, uh, if you're still hurting, you should be healing, not dating.
0: Yeah. Period. Um, What's hurt hurt in that sense? Mm.
2: It hurt, hurt in the sense that you're preoccupied with the last relationship and the, the way that it ended or with the negative experiences connected to it. You know, if, if you're still preoccupied with all of that negativity, you should be healing, not dating. That's my two cents. I don't know what you, what you have to
1: say, Keith.
0: No, perfect. I mean, I can't, uh, period. (laughs)
1: Um, If you, if you, are stuck Mm -hmm. in a place where, like he said, you're, you're still mourning the, the, the previous, I call it the the previous administration. Uh, You you can't move beyond where you are. You can't see, uh, because again, I see a lot of people sabotage health new healthy relationships because they're still grieving the loss of Um, I I work with a guy recently who his wife passed and he moved on. And he kept comparing the new wife to the old to, you know, the old situation. So it's it's even in those situations where it's not divorce. It's just someone who's still grieving the loss of what they had to the point it is a detriment to the new relationship. Uh, it can be a, a major deficit. But knowing when you're ready again, it, everybody's different. Because even after you get to that point, you still have to work up the desire because a lot of guys, they 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 heal from the last situation, but they still are not ready to go create another one because that PTSD kicks in. And it's like, well, what's the point? Um, So you really, most people have to not only just get over, but they now have to work up the desire to create something new because it does take work and it is risky. It's a gamble, relationships are gambles. And we, some people are not ready to suffer another loss. So you gotta wait until you're ready to take, to make that move logically, and run that risk of suffering another loss. And it may not be, that's just it. But in, but in the minds of most men who have gone through that, that's because we have, I mean, if you think about it, a lot of divorcees, they do go through like major losses was far financial mental emotional. They lose a lot, Uh, a lot lose custody of kids or lose access to kids. Like it's a lot of things that people go through in a divorce that there's a lot of loss. So, who would want to go through that again or run the risk of
0: going through that again? So if I'm lonely, if I, if I feel like, you know, I got a hole, get a dog. Date. okay.
2: <laughs> or a cat
0: or a cat. So, I mean, is there anything wrong with now there's dating? We, we, we went to Palm Fours. you, you, you hear, you hear dating, mm-hmm. you hear, um, no, what is it? Uh, monogamous relationship, you know, you got group dating, single dating. Uh what's that other part? Um
1: but now they call them polyamorous and you know oh, yeah, we're normalcy. not we're not
0: getting into that but I'm okay, saying all right. you know my <laughs> understanding of dating is you know we before was once you go out with someone that was it you you try to make that work instead of you know you have a date here you have a date there you're getting no people on various levels and then you go from general dating into single dating and then that's when you say okay i choose you to put forth my resources my efforts and then um then from there uh you go then go into uh like a committed relationship then you no longer date you know, committed relationship usually leads to engagement then usually leads to marriage. Um, so if I'm divorced, and I'm not getting divorced. If I'm divorced, is dating bad if all I'm doing is going out for, you know, I would say, um, just social interaction?
1: I'm gonna say no. And I'm gonna say as long as you're honest about that, that is a situation where, um, Sometimes people do. They have to rebuild trust and relationships, not even just romantic relationships, just relationships with people. Um, so in doing so, it may require you to just go out and socially hang out, get connect, uh, build relationships and and, and um Connect with people, keep people outside of a romantic relationship. And even if you do choose to start gravitating in that direction, take your time. Uh, Make sure you're ready. Make make sure that uh, the person understands where you're coming from. But most times, as I've seen, when you're honest about these things, people tend to. Even if they're even if they don't agree or they don't like it, they respect it. If you say, listen, I'm just I'm not looking for nothing serious, you know. Again, you're going to come across people who are looking for something serious and they're going to feel that sometimes they feel they can change your mind. And and that doesn't typically work out too well either. But <laughs> because I, again, I've seen a lot of that as well. But most people that I know, when they're honest about where they are, uh, there's a lot of people who are willing to. To respect that. So I don't think anybody should feel pressured to jumping in.
0: OK, pressured into jumping into a relationship. Versus mm-hmm. pressure to, so, so we're not saying don't date. We're saying be mindful of who no, you be are, mindful, where be you mindful, are. be honest. Yeah. And tell people where you are. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we were, uh, that, that is interesting. Um, cause I, I know a couple of people who have uh, experienced that and they they're going through the process now of, of, uh, dating and, you know, from a man's standpoint, you know, how do you, you know, how do you express those concerns, those fears? Um, and at least what I'm hearing from you, Keith, was that, you know, just, just be honest in your truth. Uh, you know, Danny, you might've missed it. We were talking about, you know, how do you, how do you state, you know, that when you're, that you are, that you've experienced some form of trauma that, you know, you're dating that you you're just wanting to kind of get to know the person, but you don't want any, um, any real strings attached. It's more of a social interaction than, uh, going in for, uh, you know, saying this is we're leading to a relationship. I'm trying to get to know you. Uh, but I'm, I'm still dealing with, uh, hurt, pain, trauma, you know, you may not want to say all those things, so that'll probably push a person away. But, you know, it's express, you know, just how real it is at that time. Um, you know, we, we're we going to wrap this up. You know, if there's any is there anything that you would want to tell, you know, maybe a young man is, you know, ex- has just experienced divorce, the hurt, the, the trauma, the pain, you know, and they're thinking about putting themselves back out there. You know, is there any words of encouragement? that you would want to, um, that you would want to give them. (laughs) Okay. Um, shoot.
1: Oh man, it's so much. Uh, like you said earlier, uh, one of the things outside of taking your time, outside of being honest, um, if you do have a peer group like I, you touched on that, if you do have a peer group and you feel comfortable having that conversation, because some people will see things in you that you may or may not see. Now, a lot of people are just trying to get you back out there just because they feel a relationship is going to fix was your problem. So, oh, you should start dating. Don't date for that reason. Um, but if somebody comes and tells you, I mean, gives you, reads you in and out and they see reasons why you're you may not be ready. Um, be ready to receive some of that or all of it if it, if it applies. Um, Sometimes people see things where, um, they know, um, and then what's the motive in dating? Um, if you're not really dating to be in a relationship, but you're again, but I think that's everybody. I think everybody needs to know their motive when they go out and start trying to connect with people. What's the motive? What do you, what do you want? Um, but it's, it's it's a lot of things after divorce that, I, I mean, it would take forever to really get through. But most, the main things is just knowing if you're ready, um, and if based on the healing and the motive and the intentions, and being honest. That's, that's, those are the three things that I will put uh, in a nutshell.
0: Okay. Well, you know, that's... I can't speak on this because i'm I'm still married, and you know thanks and you to will you be and, yes, uh, and thanks to you know my my nucleus, my team, those guys that have been uh, pouring uh, the knowledge that they have gained uh into me and you know having these type of conversations uh definitely uh, helps. so uh, my parting words would be just know you before you try to know somebody else, just know you. As you try to know somebody else. Peace. Well, that's it for the Iron Table today. We hope you enjoyed your meal. Don't worry about the bill for truth is always free. Since you got a free meal, why don't you do something for us? Leave a tip. Tell your family and friends for there's always room at the Iron Table.